Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. There is a headline in USA Today to the effect that there were 100 days remaining and what could happen that could shake things up in the presidential election that is looming large. And the premise is that, of course, Joe Biden, the presumptive Democrat nominee, will win the presidential election, the general election, because of popularity polls. You know, all of the wonderful scientific polling that is done and which has him in a very solid lead. So not only the presumptive Democrat nominee, but the presumptive winner of the general election. But again, this pertains to five X factors that could change the course of this otherwise inevitable conclusion. Well, I have nothing more to say about that article other than that premise, which I think is somewhat flawed, bit of an assumption, but understandable nonetheless. But I will, in the course of this program and the following program, the subsequent program, touch on this with regard to what kinds of things can, in fact, happen between now and the general election, the first week of November, that could cause someone other than the presumptive Democrat nominee, Joe Biden, to win election or re-election. Perish the thought. Of course, there was uh, something I saw which I thought was a fascinating little microcosm, if you will. A former Democrat representative, he has been charged with bribery and ballot stuffing. Gasp, surely not. <laughs> Not one of our Democrats, yes. But this man was not, as far as I could see, charged with these wrongs with reference to his own campaigns, but rather as a consultant, as a campaign consultant in his capacity as as working for the election of other people, including judges and so forth, of, again, engaging in bribery and ballot stuffing. And they use various terms for such things. But anyway, just thought it was fascinating, hard to believe, so unimaginable that a Democrat would stoop to such behavior, isn't it? Oh, well. But <laughs> for me, again, this is merely a microcosm of the Democrat Party as a whole. 
ringing up the votes. Not ringing in the new year, but ringing up the votes. (laughs) Priming the pump. Buying the votes. But hook and crook. That's one thing that can happen. But of course, (laughs) that's going to be acting in the favor of the presumptive Democrat nominee, not the other way around just as it was for John Fitzgerald Kennedy back in the 1960 presidential election, just as it was repeatedly for former President Lyndon Baines Johnson and so many other illustrious Democrats like the various mayors daily and what have you. But what else could happen? Oh, how about a full shutdown? A full shutdown. I thought we'd already had the lockdowns and the shutdowns. Well, one thing that is being proposed, one thing that is being promoted is having an entire shutdown nationwide in which everyone stays at home for four to six weeks. What does that mean? No shopping? No trips to the doctor, to the hospital, because everybody's at home, right? Oh, I just think that is a wonderful idea, don't you? (laughs) Oh, my, that's what we need. Four to six weeks, make that six to eight weeks. How about eight to ten weeks, ten to twelve weeks? How about a good 180 days of full shutdown? Everybody sheltering, cowering in place. What effect could that possibly have on on this nation's economy, on the nations of the world, the free nations? Well, but on the other hand, then we have the moderate recommendations of merely washing our hands, And social distancing, keeping your distance from people, stay back, and wearing masks. It is just, that's that's the moderate path, all right? That, That will stop coronavirus in its tracks, right there. But full shutdown, could that impact the election, do you imagine? Well, maybe. The president of Las Vegas's Sands Corp just happens to be a powerhouse gambling company, casino company. When I say powerhouse, I mean the 800-pound gorilla, the world's number one largest casino company. And the president, He says, we're in a world of hurt. President Rob Goldstein, in a world of hurt. It just so happens that they depend very heavily on business and convention groups for a great deal of their revenue. And that business sector has dried up entirely and he stated that 
return of that business, they fear is very bleak, very slow if it happens. Because those who are most involved in such things are the younger people. And they are more reluctant to travel, he says. More tech-driven, more reluctant to travel. We're in a world of hurt. Las Vegas cannot perform without a return of these segments. Oh, but what we need is a full shutdown. Tell that to the remaining Owners of restaurants, of bars, of retail stores, retail establishments that have been struggling just to survive. And I'm not talking about physically now, but in a business sense, struggling to survive, to keep their businesses afloat their hopes and their dreams and what have you. Not talking about just the big corporations, but the small businesses, the family businesses, the mom and pop shops. Oh, what we need is a full shutdown to obliterate the remaining businesses, the restaurants that have not been bailed out, have not been helped, and are barely hanging on. That's what we need across this nation and around this world is a full shutdown. It's a great way to get rid of free nations, which to a significant degree, of course, have been greatly degraded, not just morally, but as far as What constitutes freedom has been greatly degraded down through the decades and so forth. But, you know, just to hammer in the last nail in the coffin, just to finish it off, the coup de grace have a full shutdown. What impact could that have on the election? Well, (laughs) would it even matter? Meanwhile, on the Republican side of things, There is division, dissension. That's right. So-called red versus red. Okay, conservative Republicans versus conservative Republicans. Or, again, when they're using the term red, they mean any, any Republican. Okay? So you have the most conservative Republicans and then those who claim to be conservative, like the incumbent president, and the former President Bush, George W., number 43, and so forth. And then the other Republicans, like former President Bush, number 41, George Herbert Walker Bush. And on you go. And you're having division and dissension and clashing amongst themselves. And yes, that can positively have an impact, not a positive impact for any Republican contender, I might add. Not for the incumbent 
and not for any other. But what else? Well, apart from, and I'll come back to it, but apart from such questions, what is a more important question? And that is, not even pertaining to coronavirus, halting the advance of coronavirus, stemming the tide of this virus, this epidemic, pandemic, pestilence, plague, use what term you want, crisis. What about the more important matter? Not speaking now of the economies, per se, even though they are people's livelihoods. And they are critically important for the health of the nation. Not just the physical health. But what is even more important? Freedom itself. The matter of this pandemic... Some would say drummed up, ginned up, whatever. But this pandemic being used to enable free nations to cease to be free. Governments that are leftist, socialist governments, certainly not the United States of America. I couldn't be speaking of the United States of America as a leftist, socialist Government regime, but it is. It's just a matter of degree, folks. But becoming an outright police state regime. And when I say police state, I'm not referring to the local police or sheriff's departments or whatever. I'm talking about from the federal level on down, the matter of the policing machinery, the military police machinery, enslaving the people. It is currently going on across this nation and around the world. You've heard the terms, we are at war. You know, we're at war with this thing. Yes, well, the President of the United States of America, who has termed himself a wartime president, pardon me for being skeptical, (laughs) but I can't help but view that as being a politically motivated statement, branding himself As a wartime president. How heroic. And of course, we should not change horses in the middle of the stream. When we have a wartime president. But. This is having an impact. Throughout every free nation. Enabling the government's to seize more and more power. Oh, they're being pushed. 
They're being pushed to do it by this terrible event, occurrence, crisis. They don't want to do it. Heavens, no. That's why various Democrat governors are issuing, oh, a hundred executive orders, you know, little things like that. But it's happening everywhere. In the free nations, those so-called, and in the not-free nations. You know, like Zimbabwe, former Rhodesia, which has been a horrible mess ever since. It switched over to black rule. And Robert Mugabe, who is no longer president of Zimbabwe. Instead, Emerson Mangawa is president. But the same old, same old, the black tyranny, the black despotism. More than 100,000 people have been arrested in Zimbabwe since March. Oh, it's for the lockdown. It's for the greater good. It's for health. Really. What kind of people are being arrested? Well, the likes of Hopewell Chinoo, who was arrested as he was initiating, organizing a nationwide protest due to occur on July 31st to demand that President Emerson Mangawa step down from presidency. Oh, but it was he was only arrested in the interest of public health. Of course, that's all. The lockdown is being used, manipulated, exploited to oppress all of those who are viewed as opposition, as competition. Those who are in the ruling party, they can come and go as they please, do whatever they want. Forget about any rules and regs. They can have gatherings of a thousand people or more. Those who are not in the ruling party, if they are approaching the limit of 50 people, watch out. But... Zimbabwe, dear Zimbabwe. I'll have more to say about Zimbabwe another day. Meanwhile, outside of Africa, in Eastern Europe, in Hungary, yes, Hungary, the nation, Viktor Orban's regime passed a law and many others, granting itself overwhelming powers with which to stop the virus. There is no expiration date on these new powers that it has granted itself, that he has granted himself. No. Meanwhile, similar measures have been passed in Italy, Spain, the Netherlands, France, throughout Europe. 
But with one little difference, and I don't want to make too much of this difference because I see it being made too much of, but namely that they have stipulated that there is an expiration date for these various new powers, at which point they may be revoked, they may only be reviewed. So it's really not as much of a difference as it's made out to be. But Hungary is frankly more honest about it, more open about it. Not making any pretense that there will be any return to normal. No. Instead, these new unmerited powers will continue to be wielded by the regime for its sake. Not the sake of the people, but for the sake of the regime. Meanwhile, back in the United States of America, The U.S. Senate passed legislation, the National Defense Authorization Act, with, you know, various writers. Well, one that was approved provides limits, limitations on the various military equipment that can be transferred from the United States Department of Defense to the police departments in states and localities. Now, there was a more stringent measure, a writer, which was being pushed by various public servants like former presidential candidate Kamala Harris or Kamala like Camelot Harris of California but that did not pass tisk tisk meanwhile in France back across the pond in that great nation beautiful nation which enjoys spectacular beauty and many blessings, as well as moderate climate, what have you. France, things are not all roses in France. No. They've been having open daytime drug gang warfare using automatic rifles in the streets, such as on Monday outside of a supermarket. And this was after, after, not before, but after police had had some major drug busts and arrests. And then they have rival drug gangs warring, literal warring in the streets, gang warfare style. It's ironic. Again, 
these nations which have all of their fantastic gun control and what have you, but the gangs don't have trouble obtaining these weapons. Meanwhile, citizenry, lots of luck, managing to obtain a semi-automatic pistol. Lots of luck with that. Or a 22 caliber rifle. Or a shotgun. But the gangs? Fully automatic rifles and what have you. So, fascinating. But, Interestingly enough, as in the United States of America, France's biggest cities, largest metropolitan areas, have sections, sectors, which have become no entry zones for police after dark. Because they are too dangerous. They are deemed to be too dangerous for the police to enter. We've had many such areas here in the United States of America for decades now. Across the breadth of America. In the major metropolitan cities. But major metro areas. These are areas that are heavy in drugs trafficking and arms trafficking and prostitution and what have you. Interestingly enough, that arms trafficking that is done, it's unregulated. It's it's absolutely illegal, but it flourishes. And the police are afraid to enter therein. But... Before I continue, let me just say this. I'm Brad Thomas, and whatever is right and true and good in these After All is Said and Done programs is thanks to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is lacking, erring, deficient, unworthy, that is due to me. That is on me. That is my fault. Perhaps you saw mention of this young black woman, 29 years of age, Bevelyn Beatty, or Beatty. And she and a friend, they have been pouring paint on Black Lives Matter so-called murals in New York City signage that has cropped up here, there, and the other place that has been illegally put up. You know, graffiti is what it really is. Black Lives Matter graffiti. And she has been committing the egregious offense of painting over these murals. And she rightly says, quote, Jesus matters. We will never support Black Lives Matter. Jesus matters. And right she is. And really, this is a courageous thing to do. This woman, for instance, in Harlem, which is in Manhattan, 
She and this other woman did this, and lo and behold, what happened? People came out of the woodwork, so to speak, angry, and approached them, you know, in a fury. But they managed to get out. She's posted such things via social media. And she was arrested for having committed, you know, terrible offense. Meanwhile, in one location where they had done this, police who showed up and arrested her, one policeman managed to slip and fall on the wet paint and was injured. That was utterly, totally, completely unintentional. But I will not be surprised if the great city government of New York City, under that esteemed mayor, Bill de Blasio, doesn't throw the book at this young woman. And, you know, the various Black Lives Matter proponents have been screaming at her, what are you doing? You're a black woman. But (laughs) she is a woman first. A woman first who recognizes the illegitimacy of this thing. But meanwhile, United States Secretary of State, Mike, Big Mike Pompeo, who has stated that the World Health Organization's Director General was bought by the Chinese government. Well, far be it from me to say (laughs) that this is not true. Could be. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus may well have been bribed. But apart from that, Even if that is true, and according to Mike, United States intelligence sources detail that as being true. But it may or may not be, for all I know. But regardless whether it is true, it is true that all of these international world planning world leadership organizations, notably the United Nations, the World Bank, the International Monetary Fund, the WHO, the World Health Organization, they all serve the same masters. And they all work to the same ends. And those are not godly ends. So I really see this as a moot point. But nonetheless, so he says. Meanwhile, the president, Presidente, Donald Trump Sr., he has called for shutting down the Chinese consulate in Houston, Texas. How dare he do such a thing, right? How dare he? So what if they're using it 
as a base of rampant spying on the United States of America. So what? How dare he? But uh, the diplomatic core there, they are frenetically burning documents in fire pits in their compound prior to their expulsion tomorrow. <laughs> but, oh, but communist China, I mean, they are our friend, most favored nation, going back all the way to that terrible Richard Milhouse Nixon. Well, in my view, Richard Milhouse Nixon was a terrible president, but not for the reasons that he is notorious for. Instead, for his degradation of freedom across this nation with his world planner agenda that he put forth, that he allowed the illustrious Dr. Henry Kissinger to engage in. His national security advisor, then Secretary of State, But Kissinger had Nixon wrapped around his pinky. Had all but total control of him. Schmoozed him, flattered him, charmed him. But despite all of that, there was one outstanding thing Richard Milhouse Nixon did. He did it belatedly. But it still was outstanding. And it would not have happened, I expect, if he had not been president. And that is that he had the United States of America intervene on behalf of Israel, which was being murderously assaulted once again by the Islamist regimes, the coordinated, orchestrated Islamist terrorist regimes surrounding it. And he did that despite vocal opposition from Kissinger, who said to let Israel bleed. But... Meanwhile, speaking of friends, friends and family, you know, our our BFFs, President Trump apparently had a phone call with Vladimir Putin, dictator, pardon me, president for life, pardon me, de facto president for life of the Russian Federation, so-called, had a phone call, according to the Kremlin. And they, of course, should know. (laughs) They are at Vladimir Putin's beck and call. Surely they would not be stating this to the world if it were not true. Surely they stated that President Trump and Vladimir Putin, President Vladimir Putin, that they had a phone call in which they discussed arms control. You know, like gun control, arms control, and the nuclear arms program of the Islamist regime of Iran. Exciting. 
I'm sure they made all kinds of headway and great progress, no doubt, no doubt about it. Meanwhile, what is Russia doing behind the scenes? Playing this president as he has his predecessor. And his predecessor, (laughs) you know, uh, and his predecessor. But Russia, the Russian Federation, it conducted a weapons test using employing one of its satellites. And this was a so-called non-destructive test of a space-based anti-satellite weapon by a satellite against satellites. Well, our new brand spanking fancy United States Space Force is, of course, up in arms about it, understandably. This is not the first time that Putin's regime has done this. But, again, this just happens to be of infinitely greater import than some phone call that Putin and Trump have, in which Putin schmoozes Trump, like Kissinger schmoozed Nixon. But the Russian Federation, they have launched (laughs) satellites previously, which have exhibited uh, anti-satellite characteristics previous to this. In addition to that, they've had ground-based missiles test, which seemingly are able to destroy missiles and satellites of the United States of America, not just missiles, not just anti-missile missiles, not just anti-ship missiles, not just anti-aircraft, but anti-satellite. Specifically with reference to comparatively low-orbiting satellites. But meanwhile, of course, I mean, Russia, Vladimir Putin's regime just wants to get along just wants to pursue peace and prosperity. Hmm. Well, meanwhile, his regime, another little thing that they are engaging in. Yes. This hacker network, variously named as APT-29, which stands for Advanced Persistent Threat 29, It is engaged in attempting to steal COVID-19 vaccine data or data. But, of course, you know, this is hardly worth mentioning. Yes. But that's what Russia's really up to. (laughs) A couple of the little things they are up to. But back to World Health Organization. 
Again, the director general, he called for, you will recall, national unity, building national unity, the importance of building national unity and global solidarity. What did he mean by national unity? He doesn't mean within any given nation. He means unity of the nations. All of the nations of the world united, global solidarity, one world regime. That's impossible, isn't it? I mean, after all, it's a health organization, the World Health Organization. It wouldn't be promoting and pursuing a one world enslaving regime, would it? No, not not much. <laughs> no. But that is what is coming down the pike. That is what this pandemic is making possible. That which global climate change, all of the <laughs> Endeavor with regard to that was unable to do. Massive famine in the world was not able to do. The AIDS crisis was not able to do. But this pandemic, it is being milked to the nth degree for this, to bring about regime change around the world throughout the free world. And as I've said before, 10 kings or world leaders shall rise. They shall be national leaders, but they shall be of prominence, world prominence. They are off stage left, off stage right, but they will come to center stage in mass, virtually simultaneously. But they will be like worker bees. They will submit to one leader who shall rise after them. These things are coming very soon. And being helped along not only by this pandemic and the lockdowns and full shutdown, massive economic paralyzation, but not only these things, no, but artificial intelligence, advanced machine languages, supercomputing, quantum computing, Military use of artificial intelligence, robotics, extremely important. And it's very helpful to create mass shortages, mass famine, mass starvation in order to whip the people into line. 
in order to cause them to conform, to bring about martial law, police states, to quash all opposition, peaceful opposition in these free nations. Bring them all into subservience. But it's not like these are the only games in town. No, 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 no. There is Islamist terrorism continuing as seen in the great influx, increase in piracy. So much of the piracy on the high seas is by Islamists. In Africa, by black Islamists, but in Asia, by Asian Islamists, and so forth. Meanwhile, of course, global climate change, that continues to be used heavily in concert with this. And of course, it is further aided by little things that are uncontrollable. Yes, I leave global climate change out of that, even though that is uncontrollable. I know we are told otherwise, oh, it is man, it is greenhouse gases, you know, it is fossil fuels and so forth. But every time a volcano erupts, it spews vastly more into the atmosphere than is generated by all of these other things. But these natural disasters, so-called, or works of God, acts of God, various different titles given, earthquakes, tsunamis, which go hand in glove with earthquakes, when they are along the shoreline, when they are offshore and near shore. Tsunamis and volcanoes and lava flows and floods and tornadoes and hurricanes and fires. Every time there's a large wildfire, again, it spews vastly more into the atmosphere than all of these man-made causes. But these all add up to the necessity for one world regime to resolve these terrible, intractable problems that no one nation by itself can resolve or solve. But of course, all of the people of the world put together can. Really. What about water crisis? What about lack of of potable water? What about water wars along with famine? And they go hand in hand and those things are getting worse 
and worse. Getting worse here in the United States thanks to the United States of America graciously permitting Islamist, terrorist Saudi Arabia to buy up aquifers in California and elsewhere and to drain water. But, oh, well, that's nothing that the Democrats are opposed to. No, no, that's just business as usual. And no party is attempting to stop it. No. But these world rulers who are coming, again, they are not even recognized as being anybody in particular at this time. They're not the big shots right now. They aren't the mega VIPs right now, but they are in the wings. And the table is set. And they will arise and arrive in mass like a graduating class. And then the one that is the most dangerous, the single most dangerous world figure, leader, that there has ever been, shall rise. I expect to still be breathing, still be on this earth when that happens. But I could pass before that. Not because it's so far in the future. It's not. It is not. It is near at hand. It's drawing near. And that particular leader shall make great use of spycraft. Spycraft, like that employed by the communist Chinese regime. Like that employed by the Russian Federation dictatorship. This leader shall make great use of spycraft, conspiracy, deceit, and shall look to change the laws and the times. And these things have been a changing in the United States of America, in Russia, in communist China, you know, enabling Xi Jinping to become. President for life, official president for life. And like this latest security law enslaving Hong Kong, the people of Hong Kong, changing the laws in order to change the times, supplanting the truth with lies. Supplanting righteous laws with evil laws, with perverse laws. This leader shall take control how? Violently? No. Peacefully, by peace, using flattery and craft. That's right. Peacefully. 
But we've had that happen before, haven't we? We've seen that before, haven't we? But never before has there been a leader who could manage to achieve this human history-long lust to enslave all of the peoples of the world. But this one shall accomplish it. With the assistance of technology, artificial intelligence, which has a mind of its own, and the blind, ignorant, foolish, sinful, vast multitudes of people, and manipulating all of these events. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. Thank you.